Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. This one's awesome. It's with Michael Black from Terry Black's Barbecue, with locations in Austin, Dallas, and Lockhart now. So the interview is mostly to talk about Lockhart, but we also delve into Austin and Dallas and the business in general, because even though this is our third interview, you might not have seen the other two. So we go back over a little bit about his history, and I was especially curious to learn more about Austin. One thing that I did ask him after our interview, and I meant to ask him during the interview, was how much volume they do in Austin, because it's extraordinary. They do 350 cases of brisket a week. That's five briskets to a case, so 1,750 briskets a week at that location. And they do a tremendous volume, and they're tremendously efficient, and we go into that efficiency later on in the interview. They've recently opened a Lockhart. We go over how that came about, and all about that location. The last time we spoke, his daughter was three and a half months old or so, and now she's three and a half years old, and now he has another daughter who's around three months or four months old. So we start the interview talking about that funny coincidence, and then we go into the interview. It's chock full of tons of information. If you've been interested in learning more about Terry Black's, that is in there. We also learn who was the older twin, as well as how they got the name Terry Black's Barbecue. I know you're really gonna enjoy this. I can't thank him enough for taking the time is on two hours of sleep so uh, i t- truly appreciate him taking the time i have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com i'm on the internet at kevin's bbq joints but at the end stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint i remember doing one <laughs> and uh you asked me kind of you know how are you doing or something like that and i was like well i'm tired because you know i just had my daughter which she's yeah three and a half years old now Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Hey, so yeah. I was waiting for that question again. If you were going to ask me how I was doing, I was going to tell you, well, I'm just as tired because we've got a, um, a three-month-old. The I was going to say is, congratulations again. Wow. <laughs> thanks, man. So the wife is sick. So I took the baby last night from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. and then slept from 6 to six to 8. So oh, wow. if, I'm, if I'm a little zombie-like, that's why. <laughs> Maybe I can keep that at the beginning that way. It's like a uh, like a preface, like so people know that this is <laughs> this is where your mind is right now. And it's it's weird too because I don't think like everyone wants people like their friends to have kids and their relatives to have kids, and they don't tell you all the little nuances like the sleep stuff. I and I I don't have children, but I have my brother does, and I um, I, I take care of my mom. So I guess it's kind of it's kind of like I have a child. She's seventy seven, and I've been taking care of her for five years. So it's... Every, everybody's like, you know, you know, babies are so cute. They they you know sleep, they eat. Mine not so much, man. I mean, yeah, she's cute, but she uh, she she cries a lot. She was, <laughs> but I tell you what, though, she was colic for the first uh, probably three months, and she's actually three and a half uh, three and a half months. So about two weeks ago, she kind of just flipped a switch and started to become a happy baby, and she's eating, sleeping pretty good oh, now. Cool. So, so it's helpful. not as bad as it was. It's 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 definitely getting better. So um, do you have two girls then? I've got two girls. Ah, how was that? Oh, I love it, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. For the record, there will be no more. <laughs> there will be no more. You, you don't want to try for a boy. It's, a, I, it's funny because when I was growing up, my neighbors they had six girls. They they wanted they kept trying. <laughs> Boy, I think that's what it was. No. Yeah, uh, I could. I don't. I don't want to try for another one because it might happen. You know, we might. We might get another girl, and then another, yeah. and, you know, to, to tell you the truth, I don't. I don't want a boy. I, I, I'm happy with two little girls, and uh, there will be no more kids. And you grew up as a you know as a twin, like, so you were like I'm sure there was double the trouble at times, and it was a handful for your parents at times. <laughs> there, there absolutely was. It's funny because I just had a meeting with uh, Nolan Ryan Beef. 
Oh. And, um, you know, they're trying to sell us on their, their prime product. And we were talking and um, I said, yeah, I, I got a little Nolan Ryan story for you. And she said, well, what's that? I said, well, he, Nolan Ryan growing up, uh, he had a ranch in Cost, Texas, outside of Gonzales. And my aunt lived right across the street. So, you know, July 4th rolled around and me and my, my rowdy brother, and my cousins were out there shooting fireworks off. And we got the bright idea to uh, to load his mailbox up with fireworks <laughs> and we blew that thing to smithereens. <laughs> and uh you know my aunt she felt so bad she reached out to the branch foreman the next day and you know said we'll, we'll replace it we'll replace it and, uh anyways i said so that's my my nolan ryan story <laughs> nolan ryan probably doesn't even know that his his ranch foreman probably took care of it but uh we definitely blew that mailbox up <laughs> oh my god that's you know that's so funny it's it's interesting the things that we did as kids and i just feel and i know that like my dad he's passed away but when he tell me stories of the things that he did as kids it was crazy, like dropping boulders onto, like in Colorado, they would push boulders onto a town and it created an avalanche and it didn't kill it, but it like wrecked fences yeah. and stuff. But it seems like nowadays, I don't think kids can get away with that kind of stuff. Oh, like if, no. If we blew, blew a snowbox up today, I mean, we'd probably be in jail. Yeah, it'd probably be a federal, federal it's a federal offense, yeah. I think, already. Are you, yeah. yeah. It, it was, but this is a story you're telling me. It wasn't necessarily true, right? So just in yeah, case. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely wasn't true. But, you know, uh, let's see how old am I now? I'm 34. I was maybe 10 years old. That's 24 years ago, right? Statue of limitations, yeah. right? There you go. You wouldn't get in trouble for something like that 24 years ago. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'd be locked up. Throw away I, the key. I was going to ask you, this is something, and we'll keep little bits of that, like little things we won't, but I think it's fun for people just to get more insight into you. Are you the older twin or the younger twin? I'm the older. I'm older by uh, one minute. By one minute. Do you guys have any twin type things? I've always, whenever I talk to a twin, I don't talk to many people that are twins, but do you have any of those sixth sense things or uh, intuition? Or do you um, guys like the same things? Because like, there's some weird thing that you guys both like that. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're very, very close. You know, we're best friends, yeah. uh, always have been. When it comes to, you know, business and, and you know, whatever other topic, we're, we're pretty aligned, you know, yeah. and typically if, if, uh, if I'm typing a text message, if we're talking about a topic, there's a good chance he's probably typing the same response on the other end. And I think that's that's been one of the reasons why we've been so successful. That makes um, sense. Is both of us are, are aligned in how we how we view things and how we make our decisions. And, you know, that's not to say we're always aligned, right? You're always going to have um, differences. But our ability to realize that we, we're, we're both, you know, working towards the same goal mm -hmm. um, and the success of you know the, the business we're able to talk through different you know ideas and and i might not agree with him but i say you know what let's try it and if it doesn't work we can always revert and we can, yeah. we can try this and you know so we work really well together he didn't work in because that because i'm not going to go too much into history because people can read about it and it's yeah. it's all you know but it is what it is but you worked at blacks but he did he did he ever work at blacks he no he he was he was never like inside the restaurant you know cooking yeah, meat or yeah. anything like that. Growing up, we we worked for blacks, you know, whether it was splitting wood out back or cleaning. And then the uh, Northside Inc., which is the corporation that owned Blacks Barbecue, um, years and years ago, my grandfather um, Edgar, right? His corporation, yeah, Edgar. He owned I don't even know eight ten buildings in in the town. You know, Mark and I were the uh, the roofers. We fixed roofs for oh years I didn't know that. Years. Yeah, yeah, we fixed roofs for him for years and years, and just did you know, odds and ends, maintenance. We didn't do a very good job, but my dad wanted to keep us busy and pay us. So um, roofing in the Texas sun. Yeah, it was the worst. You know, we weren't morning guys. You know, we weren't going to get up before <laughs> 10 o'clock in the summertime. So 
we were going to be out there, you know, laying uh, elastomeric, which is like a rubber product that you roll on mm -hmm. at three, three o'clock um, in August. It was, it was the worst. But <laughs> we're stubborn. We still are. <laughs> That's what I know. I just, and I, because I know that for people that might know, we mentioned Edgar. Edgar was your grandfather and Terry Black's, because I'm sure people ask you that too, is your father. Terry Black is your father. Correct. Yeah, Edgar was my grandfather. Actually hired me when I started work, when I graduated college and started working at Black's Barbecue. And then, yeah, Terry is my father. And you were close to your grandfather, right? Yeah, I was very close to my grandfather growing up. And uh, when I got down there, um, yeah, 2010, he was in his 90s at that point, And he would get down there and, uh, you know, give me pointers. And he just wanted to work with me in the pits. You know, he had a true passion for it really care about quality and just putting out, you know, superior product. And what was he like? Was he pretty open about teaching you things? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was very uh, willing and wanting to teach um, and share his knowledge. He was a very fair, fair, fair man. Oh. Uh, that's what I really appreciate about him. And people can read about why you chose to open your place, but when you chose, how did you, cause I want to get to the Lockhart location, but how did you choose the Austin location? And did you realize that it would be, what it became and it's it's interesting too since we've spoken so many people that i've talked to and i don't know if this is a source su subject or a good set, so many people have worked at your place it's a it's a oh, great it's definitely a source of it. yeah because okay. yeah. Yeah. it's uh, definitely yeah, been it. a great training ground for so many people absolutely so uh you know a little history i worked there i graduated college texas state university in 2010 started working for the family business in lockhart um ended up working there for three years my uncle was the manager there and we, we just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things I, I didn't i wanted to cook more like my grandfather and really put quality first um he was more of a quantity you know pump stuff out mm -hmm. use rotisseries which is, which is fine you can put out a good product in rotisserie but it wasn't the product that, that we were necessarily known for and i really cared about the quality and he and i just butted heads there was a lot of other things that went into it too i, I didn't like you know how he was running that operation he was an attorney for years and years and years and, and oh, retired right. from the state and then came back and kind of said, yeah, now I want to try my hand at barbecue. Fired, you know, the two of the managers that we'd had for years that were doing really, really good and started kind of bringing in his, uh, brought in his son and his, his uh, stepson. And I didn't see eye to eye with them. I didn't like how they were doing things. And and I wanted to keep, you know, doing things the traditional way, you know, using offset smokers and, you know, making sides from scratch. So there was, there was some budding in the heads there. And eventually one thing led to another. And I said, I, I see the writing on the wall. This isn't going to work. Um, we need to start, you know, trying to find a place of our own, um, in Austin. And, you know, I talked to my grandmother and I said, I want to carry on the brand, you know, Black's Barbecue and, and do things how I see the right way. And her and my grandfather, you know, agreed to it initially. And then, you know, the whole attorney, yeah, yeah the whole legal aspect, my attorney, you know, Candy he got involved and there was no way that was going to happen. Right. Um, well, one thing led to another, I didn't know he had, he had, essentially gotten the wheels changed and he had gotten everything worked into his name. So he took over the family business. Um, there's a lot of, of dirtiness that was involved in his lawyer tactics. He took over the, the, the business. And one thing led to another, myself, my sister, she was doing accounting work with my dad. My dad's an accountant. We all got fired one day by him and his attorneys. Um, and so he said, all right, we're going all in on this, this Austin deal. We couldn't name it obviously Black's barbecue. So um, my brother and I were leading the charge and, you know, he didn't want to name it after me and I didn't want to name it after him. So we named it after my dad, Terry, who's, he's not a brisket guy. He's an accountant. He's a hard worker. He's an honest man. I mean, he, he's an amazing guy, supported us in all that, that we've done. You know, he had our back and said, all right, let's do this. 
So I think we we pulled together all of the funds that we had, my mom, my sister, uh, of course, my dad, my brother and I, so the five of us, we pulled up all the money that we had. My dad was able to get a loan on his house, and I think we went into it with about $250,000, which, if, if if you know anything about opening a restaurant, is nothing. Yeah. That's got to get your permits. That's got to get you know all the construction, the tables, chairs. That's got to get staff paid. That's got to get inventory for the first week. But that's all we had, man. So um, we're all in, though, too. Like we're all in. This is all we got. Like if we fell, uh, there goes my dad's house, right? So, you know, cross our fingers, said a prayer, and said, "Hey, we're just we're just gonna work hard." Did you want to find a spot that was kind of close to downtown or the convention kind of area, or is that like a main goal? Yeah, in 2010, you know, Franklin was doing his thing. He created a, a great brand, and he's you know pumping out an amazing product. Um, but there was, you know, other good barbecue places in Austin, and I could see the writing on the wall that, you know, Lockhart was the old kind of barbecue capital of Texas. I could see that transitioning towards That's Austin. That you saw it way ahead of, yeah. Yeah, there's just, there's, there's, you know, quality places, and there's more that I knew were popping up and more people that were entering the market, which now, my goodness, <laughs> the quality in Austin right now is, it's insane. There's, it's amazing. I don't know, 15 different places that on any given day could be considered the best, you know, spot. Mm-hmm. Like Especially such, like in the country, if you popped it anywhere else in the country, it would be the best in that state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just so much good barbecue, and there's there's so many so many good people in the barbecue business in in in, uh, in Austin. So, how did you find the location, or did your dad oh, find, find the location? Yeah. So, no, we kind of lucked into it. So, um, in Lockhart, we had a guy. His name is Bill Faust. He he's a permit expediter. He moved in next to us, okay. and he goes, you know, he he's upper seventies at the time, and. You know, he said, well, I know everybody in Austin. I, I got a, you know, old Austinite real estate agent and uh, Kenny Dryden and he'll find us a place. So somehow he knew through, knew someone through someone, you know, and he found this, this place on Barton Springs. And I walked, we walked in and I said, there's no way we can afford this. This is a primo location. This is 5,000 yeah. square feet. Like there's no way. One thing led to another. <laughs> That's a crazy story. That's enough. That's one I'll have to tell you for another day. Okay. Um, about the the tenant that was in there, and we we ended up taking over the lease, but um, there's some shenanigans involved. Yeah, I'll write that down. We'll do like a little ten minute thing on that someday. <laughs> that was a wild. That was a wild story. We almost got ripped off and lost a lot of money there, but um, uh. we ended up getting linked up with the landlord. His name is Bill Daniels out of Houston. He's an attorney, and I mean, just a super good guy. Him and his son, and they, they've been great to us over the last. I guess we've been in it for about nine, 10 years, something like that, 2014. So what is it, nine years? Yeah, um, well, we got in 13 October, but whatever. Um, they've been great to us, man. And we got in the building. We worked a good, you know, lease with those guys and uh, got into the building and we got a rain, uh, rainstorm. It hadn't rained in Texas in a long time. It rained and there was like 20 leaks. The building just filled full of water. I was like, oh man, what are we You're like, do? oh no, what have I done? <laughs> so they came in, they put a new roof on the building. Was it a restaurant prior? It was a restaurant prior, yeah, but they did construction on it for almost like less than right around three years, and they're they're only open for like three months. Yeah, um, which is, goes into that story that I was kind of mentioning okay. earlier. It's, it's a, but there was it's but a, there was no smokehouse. You had to build your smokehouse, right? No, we had to build a smokehouse. Yeah, it was a wild one. So anyway, so we got into the building, hired three rednecks from Lockhart, me and my brother, and then three homeless guys that just happened to walk by and. <laughs> We, I still have one of those homeless guys till this day. He's the longest tenured employee. Oh, wow. Um, oh. Yeah, he's an amazing guy. But uh, yeah, That's so we just cool. went to work. 
we went to work and uh, we built all the tables, the walls. We built the smokehouse ourselves. Uh, we didn't have any contractors. It was just all, you know, redneck labor. We built the tables, but the chairs were there all back. They were in bad shape, but we brought them in. Same with the boots that were still there today. Wow. Um, and we built the place out and it's been a raging success. You know, we definitely been blessed. Very, very thankful. Did you have uh, Moberg's? I hate to interrupt you. Did you have Moberg's from the first day? No, no, we couldn't afford those. Okay. But Moberg, he wasn't really. Yeah, because it was, was early just, on. Yeah, he was just getting in the 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 pit building. Well, Sonny wasn't really a thing yet. Um, yeah. So we found uh, a guy out of Lockhart, redneck welder. <laughs> He's actually doing some welding for me in Austin next week. But uh, oh wow, yeah. So his name is Bud Cowan, and he built the five pits for us, and they were. Ah, God bless his heart. They were not very well done. And we've since replaced, I think, three of them. And then we replaced the fourth one with the Moberg. So I think we only have one of the originals. Okay. I'll Maybe two. Up, I'll have to look back and see. I want to see which one that is. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I think we, we call it uh, Pit 3 because it's the, a thick-walled one. I think it was uh, propane tank from like the 40s. So that's, uh, you know, years and years ago, they used to make those tanks a lot thicker than that. Yeah. So... Uh, it holds heat. It retains heat pretty well. Anyways, yeah, we got in. My brother and I were just grinding. We worked a little over 400 days straight. And we were doing, you know, 12 to 16 hour days. We didn't take a paycheck for the first, it was the first year and a half. Wow. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a lot of hard work, man, but it was it was worth it. It definitely paid off. And, and we have such an amazing staff. I think we still have eight or nine of the original employees. That's um, huge. That's a big deal. Yeah. Then we started with 30 employees and I think we still have eight or nine of those. So, and were you seven days a week at the beginning too? We were seven days a week, which looking back, we should the hours too, like the same, the hours, the, was it like 10, 30 or 11 until like eight or nine? We might've closed a little earlier, but it was lunch and dinner seven days a week. And the reason we did that is because I was like, one, we need to make some money, right? Um, (laughs) So we need to be open more days. But there was a lot of other reasons for doing it too. You know, in in Austin, everybody was cop- copying that Aaron Franklin model. Mm-hmm. It was like, let's be open, you know, five, six days, some some of them just two or three days. Let's just be open for lunch. If that's your thing, great. You you do you. Oh, yeah. That's who your, your lifestyle. Great. I'm happy for you. But that wasn't us. We said, okay, we've got to separate ourselves. So we need to be open seven days, AM and PM. And we know we can gain market share faster by doing so. Mm-hmm. We can get more bodies in you know, more Instagram pictures and we can spread our brand a lot faster. Now it's on us to just grind, you know, work hard and put out the best quality that we we can do. So we were young and, uh, and gung-ho and willing to do so. Yeah. Cause um, there wasn't a Monday option generally there or even Tuesday. And then also there wasn't an evening option. And there's a lot of people coming in from out of town for different things. And it yeah. was perfect if you can get that, but it was also every single person that I've talked to that's worked at your place has talked about the shifts. Like there's different, and that's something that's even hard for me to put my head around is that you've you've had to devise something to make it this work. It's and I'm sure it's, now it's like a well oil machine, but it's at first I'm sure that was just like you said. Look at these hours you were you were 400 oh, days man. straight. That's craziness. Were you married at the time or engaged? Or? No, no okay. my wife wouldn't let me do that. Now. I don't think that would, that would be hard to fly. Yeah, no. At the time, uh, we were we were dating, so I lived with 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 her and. Uh, didn't have money for rent. So God bless her heart. She paid, she paid the rent, she paid the bills um, <laughs> until I could, uh, you know, start collecting a paycheck. She saw your, the future. She, she knew that yeah, she had faith. <laughs> no, that's important to have like, and it's good to have like somebody that has your back and that, that helps out a lot. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not said enough how much someone's spouse or their, their who they're with 
helps them too along the way and they can also hinder them too like i've i've dated people that have definitely tried their best <laughs> to sabotage my life because they're not happy with their own but that's <laughs> i digress but were you always thinking too that i want to or that like your team all you guys like your parents were you thinking about dallas was that something that was always on your mind oh no no you know we got in um to austin it was so much work it was such a grind that we said we're only going to have one restaurant like this is this is just so much you know work um but as time went by you know we started to build out our team and we just had so many good people and, and things started to become you know easier and we had processes and, and procedures put in place and there's two of us you know there's me and mark and, and now my sister she's she's joined on as well okay um and we said why not Let's take a shot at Dallas. And it was a shot at the time. I said, no way can we replicate the success we've had in Austin, which I don't think we ever will replicate that because that place is just, it's one of the top, you know, restaurants in the, in the United States. Um, yeah. it's, it's insanity, right? It's crazy. Um, but we went out to Dallas in 2019 and we got a really cool spot in Deep Ellum and we found uh, a raging success in Dallas. I think we did about 60% of what we currently do in Austin, which is really, really good. And that restaurant has so much growth because, you know, we've been hampered by COVID for two years, mm -hmm. which means less bodies, um, less word of mouth, you know, marketing and, and less Instagram pictures, essentially. So there's a lot of growth to be had in that, in that location. It's a lot bigger than Austin as well. It's a cool spot. So we have the full bar option, but you know, it's kind of weird. You know, bars and barbecue, bars don't really do that well. I think it's like, I think it's three or 4% of our sales, which is interesting. Minuscule. Yeah, yeah so. that's nothing. That's a, it's it. So is it then? But do you still because you guys have like as I know I know for sure at the Austin location you have grab and go wine you have you have uh, beers like is that so is that the alcohol portion even at, at Terry Blacks in Austin is that not that's it's still a good portion of your business right? But it's a bit more beer as opposed to the bar you're saying. Yeah, you know we we have the black margarita, but we don't have a full bar there. So we got beer, wine, and then um, I mean we have a mix and be mixed beverage permit, so we yeah. can do the black margarita, but yeah. we're not actually getting drinks over there. Um, I think in Dallas, I think it's actually four percent of sales, and I think in Austin, it's three percent of sales. Wow. So yeah, it's it's low. That's interesting. Yeah. No, that's not, I I never because everyone thinks. Don't you think that most people think that you need to have alcohol because that's an important portion of their profit, right? Isn't I think that's something yeah. that people think, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you should definitely have it for sure, right? Because you're yeah, and you're, it's definitely profitable. Um, as far as you know, total sales for us, it, it's never been a, a large percentage of sales. Because I know your dad has always can he continued to have an office like across the street from Blacks, right? Isn't that where his like in town, wasn't it? Yeah, right across the street from Black's Barbecue, my dad has always had his accounting office. And then, you know, after my uncle came in and essentially stole everything, um, he now became the proud owner of my dad's building that my grandfather always owned. Uh, and my dad has a, a long-term lease there. <laughs> my uncle's suing him, essentially trying to kick him out. He's been trying to kick him out for years uh, and hasn't been able to do so. And he's not going to prevail. But yeah, he's trying to try to get him kicked out of his building. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a lovely person, that guy. If if people only knew the true story and the, and the shenanigans that this guy pulls, um, not just with us, with other people in town, it's crazy the stories that I hear from. Was your dream then? I want to come back to to Lockhart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Mark and I um, are extremely competitive, and um, yeah, you can tell <laughs> we're extremely competitive. And we said, all right, if 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 you want to, you know, 
throw us under the bus and constantly badmouth us. And, you know, eventually we're going to go, go back and open our restaurant and, you know, continue to try to be as successful as possible. So that's what we did. We went back and it wasn't just out of, you know, spite. Part of it was, but we went it was back. also we, like your heritage. It's where you're from. And... Yeah, we're from Lockhart. My my parents still live there. My dad still, um, we, we took the accounting sign down at his office and we put up a Terry Black's Barbecue corporate headquarters, which is what it is now. Yeah, yeah uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love so it. <laughs> was, we put that up and uh, he wasn't too happy about that. Of course, he had his attorneys filing off you know, letters, but there's nothing you can do about it. So we opened up Lockhart. It's on the north end of Lockhart, right? Yeah. So my, my, on my mother's side, two of my uncles aunt, and my father um, and mother have owned that piece of property for, I don't even know, 70 years, oh. something like that. So that property has been in the family for a long time. And it was just a, well, it started as like an Exxon gas station type deal um years and years and years and years ago and then it just kind of became storage like a little junk pile for my family <laughs> and uh, yeah so we had a bunch of junk on it and i i went and talked to my uncles and i said hey will y'all sell us this this property so that we can put a barbecue you know restaurant here and they all said absolutely and uh within a week you know we had a uh, we had, you know, worked up a contract. We bought the property, started designing Terry Black's Barbecue uh, Lockhart right there. And this is this is during the pandemic, right? No, this was before the pandemic. Oh, this is before. Oh, okay. Oh, so this is has been in the works for a little long. In the works for a did. long, okay. long time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We saw a long, uh, long stall there uh, during the pandemic, and, and then resumed it. Um, gotcha. Okay. Later. So there are some permitting issues, you know, because. You know, text dot had to get involved. We had to widen the street there, and and it was it was a hassle, it was a nightmare. We got it done. We've been open for a little over two months now. Is like it two that. months? Yeah, yeah. And so to, to, let's talk let's talk about that location so people can get in their head what it's all about. It's because it looks like it looks really neat. I've seen some really cool photos at night too. So it's a, so right when you come into town, there's all those billboards and stuff. But right when yeah. you come into town. It's your spot first, right? Or was is there? Hey, nothing says insecure like like an abundance of billboards, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you got to navigate the billboards, and then yeah. Uh, okay, um, yeah, you'll find us. So if you're going south on 183, we're the first barbecue restaurant in town. We're on the left. Everyone knows where Christ is at in the bridge right there. Yeah. So we're um, a little bit more north of them, about yeah. I don't know 200 yards. Well, well I mentioned Christ. You know, Keith Schmidt owns Christ, and Shout out to Keith, man. He's always been, you know, so helpful to my brother and I. Just a good guy. He's That's always nice to hear. He's always been a supporter of us, and and I've leaned on him for for advice and help, and just a just a good guy. So I can't mention Christ without saying that. This is a little aside. Is there a connection somehow to Smitty's in your family? Yeah, so Smitty's is through marriage. We're connected to to Nina, Nina, oh, yeah. her oh, son sorry. John. Everyone knows Big John. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my cousin. So John's a John's a really really good guy too. Still eat at Smitty's once or twice a week. You guys are open seven days a week. Seven days a week in in uh in Lockhart. What are our hours? We're it's open ten thirty uh, to eight, I think, and then ten thirty to nine on Friday and Saturday. Do I have a... Correct. Yeah, okay. that's right. I studied a little bit. You have six mobile. Are we are we eleven o'clock or ten thirty? But yeah, it's ten thirty in Lockhart. Okay, and then it's and you have six Mobergs, right? We have six Mobergs. Yeah, and those things cook like a dream. So how many Mobergs do you guys have total? We have got six in Lockhart. I've got, yeah, I got six in Dallas. No, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's at two hours of sleep. I think I got six in Dallas, six in, six in Lockhart, and then I've got one in Austin. Okay. So 13, we're going to be ordering a, a whole lot more soon. For all different locations or for? Yeah, for more locations. Are you opening more locations? 
Yeah, we are. Well, we're going to try to, you okay. know, we've bought, we've bought property um, all over Texas, really, you know, kind of turned into a real estate company. That's smart. When the, yeah. When the interest rates were low, we went out and got a bunch of really, really good properties. But now the interest rates are higher and the building costs have gone through the roof. I got I got a price back on on building out one the, uh, last week, and it they originally you know said hey the, we're shooting for four million and it came in at eight point two. What? What? Dude, what? Can't get something to pencil if it's that expensive. Like we got to get the cost down. So oh my god, I want to say we're gonna open more locations. Well, it's expensive to build right now, and and if the cost is too much, then no, we'll just sit on the real estate. We won't. Yeah, smart. Yeah. So would so be. Would it would all would they all because we don't want to necessarily say where, but would they all be sort of within the same area or would you big cities and Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess for people that aren't familiar with your menu, do you want to just do a quick overview of what you guys serve? And I think green beans aren't at every place. I love that you have green beans. I think that's such a cool side to have. Is that family yeah, a family recipe or something? Or um no, I wouldn't say it's a family recipe, but um something you like. Pretty straightforward, pretty easy. I mean, the key is you know, my grandfather told me. You know, when it comes to barbecue, start with the highest quality piece of meat you can get. And that kind of goes for all ingredients and side dishes and things like that. So, you know, green beans is our um, second best seller. Mac and cheese is the best seller. Green beans is the second best seller. We start with the fresh product. So we get a fresh green bean delivered every single day, except Sunday. We get those on Saturday. And it's pretty easy, man. We just, it's it's um, butter, garlic, some Lowry's and nice. minced onions in there. And that's it. They just lightly blanch them. And it's a heck of a product. People yeah. love them. They sell, sell really, really well. And it's very easy to do. Green beans can be kind of expensive sometimes, though, but yeah. sometimes the margins kind of suck. But we're a traditional Central Texas style menu, you know, brisket, beef ribs. I guess beef ribs are now kind of a staple in Texas barbecue. You know, 10 years ago, they yeah, weren't. They weren't. Now they, they, yeah, now they are. Yeah, no. Beef ribs, um, you know, sausage, original jalapeno cheese, pork ribs, turkey. Um, then a whole bunch of sides. Pretty straightforward, pretty standard. And you could get, and it's not some of one of those places where you have to get there by four to be able to get a full menu because you guys are open late. You can get the full menu all day long, right? For the most part, there's some yeah. some meats you know will sell out uh, at the very end of the night. That's the goal, right? Is to sell to the last yeah. customer of the day because you don't necessarily you don't want to reheat product the next day. You want to serve yeah. your best product. So we do our best to to have all the meats available as long as possible. But yeah, you can show up a.m. p.m. Um, Austin gets pretty crazy. The lines are long, 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 but we move through really, really fast. We're very efficient. Yeah. Mark and I are always working to, to be more efficient. You know, can we readdress the, the line situation? Can we get more cutting blocks? Can we measure out, you know, the, in front of the, the registers, you know, an extra six inches here, an extra 12 inches here. So we can start queuing people oh, up, stacking them up, you know, and, and just have people on deck and have a pusher. So the line moves faster and, and, all kinds of you know crazy stuff that we geek out about you know clock people from the end of the line to the front how fast do they get through how do we make them faster how do we get you know butts and seats in and out a lot faster so there's a lot of efficiencies we've we've found over the years and we continue to get better you know each and every year i know that people come to check out how you guys do your lines too I, i've talked to people and they're like yeah we went by terry blocks because because they're really efficient and i would love for our restaurant to be as efficient so that's uh and you know i'd say that like yeah. yeah so especially the Dallas location, you'll see all kinds of people in there. You know, they're kind of snooping around, seeing how we do things. And <laughs> if I see them, my brother sees them, or the manager sees them, we just say, hey, dude, just ask. We'll tell you. We're happy to tell you. Yeah, yeah. It's not a secret. Like, we want you to be better too. We'll help you guys. 
We're not, you know, these secretive pricks. Like, are you hiring at all locations? I know Dallas is maybe hiring a few spots. Austin's pretty fully staffed. Okay. You know, the, the, the pay and the tips is so high there. We don't have a lot of turnover. That's another thing too. I've heard that you pay really well. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So the, the pay is good. And then in Lockhart, that's a newer restaurant. I don't know if they need anybody there. I think they might be fully staffed. I think they might have got there a lot faster than than normal because I think. I don't know what the average pay in Lockhart is, right? It's it's traditionally it's kind of a poor town. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're paying like most places are paying 15, 16 bucks an hour, but we came in paying 22 an hour, guaranteed wow. 22. So we filled up our staff pretty fast and we have a lot of really, really good people. That's awesome. That's cool. But if someone is listening to this and they're into barbecue and they want to, because I'm sure you guys get inundated by resumes and emails yeah. and things. Is there a place that people can send the resume in general? Yeah. So if, if, if you want to apply, you can go online to our website and go to the Austin, Dallas, or Lockhart tab, and there's an employment tab in there, and they can cool. fill that out, reach okay. out to our managers. Earlier, you mentioned, you know, the the amount of guys that have worked for us and gone, gone on to open their own restaurants or, um, you know, work for other barbecue restaurants. I like to, and Mark, Mark as well, we like to hire people that are ambitious and they eventually want to, you know, open their own restaurant. Okay. We want to help people get to, you know, where we're at now. And um, we were in their spot at one time. And you know, just wanted somebody to help us. So why not, you know, give back and help other people. So um, not only that, but when you hire people that want, have the the drive and the passion and the ambition to open their own restaurant, you're going to get a very high caliber employee. They're going to want to put out the best product possible. They're going to want to listen to, you know, criticism, critique. That's true. And, uh, and it's, it's really worked for us. Um, there's been a lot of guys that have gone to find success at their own restaurants. And I couldn't be more happy for those guys. Okay, that's good to know. I've always I've always wondered because a lot of people have said they've worked for Terry Blacks, and then I've I've thought in the back of my mind, is that something that is a thorn in their side because they're like that turnover? But it, but I the way we've talked, like our discussion throughout this conversation has shown that it's something that you're you know that you want people to be you know like you said ambitious. It's important that they have drive because if they're if it's just a throwaway job, which I you know you've I've, everyone's had employees that are like that, yeah, it's kind of you know that's not worth we it we used to yeah we used to have guys that would reach out and they'd want to come down can i come work for a day two days you know week two weeks whatever and we would do it um we've gotten mm-hmm. so crazy and yeah, i can't and imagine it we, it's just kind of it's more of a hassle than anything but the last guy we did it for his name's tay nelson he's got a place out and it's called bobby's barbecue in south carolina oh yeah 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 so he's a lifelong friend of ours he came down i think he's only gonna come down for a couple of days and he ended up staying two weeks so yeah, he's one of one of our really really good friends and happy for him. He's found a lot of success out there. So I wish we could you know have people come down and hang out and, and yeah. really teach the ins and outs like we used to do. But Mark and I are so crazy. Our schedules are all over the place now. Yeah, and it sounds like you have you guys have additional ambitions. So it's there's a lot, and then there's lots of like there's really cool merch that the I wore it to death the shirt with the um the red cow on it like that one. The Terry Black, oh, yeah. like I got it early on, and I think it was because I saw a picture of Dylan wearing it on your website. Dylan. I'm like, oh, oh that, website, looks, yeah. that looks cool with Dylan on. And so, and so I got it, and I just wore it. And I actually, your other gray hat, I've like I've worn that one to death too. Like, so you guys have a lot of great. Po- I'll put links to all your stuff below. If people don't know that you guys have merch. It's it's important that you know that's a facet of your. Yeah, business. well, I'm actually changing all the merch. So oh. I hired a girl to come in and update all the merch, not all the hats, but. um Hats sell like crazy in Austin. We'll sell anywhere from three to five hundred a week. That's just crazy. Yeah, but um, the merch 
Yeah, we're going to redo the far majority of it and kind of update the styles. A lot of it we've had for a long time, so it's yeah. time for a refresher. But the stuff on the website we'll have for I'll have it for another six months or so until okay. I can. I'll let people know. That's a good thing. I'll I'll buy some new stuff and I'll let people know that uh, if they want to get some of the old stuff, grab it now before it goes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I think cool. Dylan's still on the website. I think I think he is. I think I he know. is too. I think I looked at it when I was doing like some kind of list or something like a, a like a gift card list or something for you guys. And so I think I saw. <laughs> I think I think he's still on it. Why do you like Moberg? I think I think first and foremost I like Sonny Moberg. Uh, he's a good guy. He's always been so good to us, and you know he supports us, and I want to support him. So. Um, we're very, very loyal people, and we just kind of feel a loyalty to uh, to Sonny, and you know he does this, does us right, makes a really good product, but uh, more than anything, we just we built a good rapport and relationship with him. That makes sense. His cool. his, his pits are other amazing pits, right? Yeah. And then there's plenty of other really, really good pit builders out there. I mean, there's a lot of really, really talented guys. Yeah, now there is. We just have a relationship with Sonny, and uh, that's something that we cherish. Cool. Excellent. All right, sounds good. All right, take Thanks, care. Kevin. All right, bye.